John chapter 12, verse 12. The next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's coat. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, See, you see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now, there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from the side of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. Now, everything is gathering momentum as our Lord Jesus Christ winds down his program on earth. This is the blessedness. This is the utter, unbelievable blessedness of knowing what your program is, of knowing the plans and purposes of God, of following it in detail. All those things our Lord Jesus Christ did, it was just to fulfill prophecy, you know sent and bought a donkey. You see, before, when there was opposition, he withdrew to the north. But now, like they say here, the come has to come to become, and he has to go through with it. And he was careful in every move to fulfill prophecy and to make it easy for anyone who wants to believe the word of God to see, to know that Jesus Christ was and is the Messiah. So, the people who have had experience of him, the people who have witnessed his miracles, they had no problems joining in the worship and adoration and praise. The people who knew Lazarus personally, you see, the, the other Gospels, they, they had this in greater detail, okay? They had this in greater detail. Um, um, the one of um, Mark is in Mark 11, you know, and the one of Luke is in Luke 19. Let us take a look at the one of Mark. When they had drawn near Jerusalem to Bethphage and Bethany, the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and he said to them, go into the village opposite you. As soon as you have entered it, you will find a coat tied on which no one has sat. Lose it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? 
say the Lord has need of it and immediately he will send it here so they went their way and found the coat tied by the door outside on the street they loosed it but some of those who stood there said to them what are you doing losing the coat and they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded so they let them go then they brought the coat to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it and many spread their cloaks on the road and others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road then those who went before and those who followed cried out saying hosanna blessed blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord blessed is the kingdom of our father david that comes in the name of the lord hosanna in the highest so we see more details of this event you know jesus uh, um where our lord jesus christ he came down now there are many people who have uh, issues with this story i have been in circles where some people were asking did he prearrange um, this coat had he come and, and told them that um, at certain time they would be needing their coat <laughs> you know there are people who are so anti miracle they are so anti revelation that for them everything must have a natural explanation now there's no mobile phone you know there's no mobile phone in those days there were no landlines jesus was all the time in galilee okay so did he send a note to travelers say them there's somebody on so and so i don't think so because there are quite a few people who are so resistant to the extraordinary they want everything to have a normal explanation but i don't believe in that i believe that somehow all these things came together you know to fulfill all this is came together you know to fulfill prophecy to fulfill the word of god you know and those people who loaned their donkey they were exceptional in demonstrating the power of the lordship of jesus you know in many people they don't know what it, they know jesus as savior they didn't know what it means to have jesus as lord that's why they're having these issues you know so i don't think our lord jesus christ pre-informed them you know but of course he knew there's a cult there perhaps he knew there were also people who had followed him in the past but the important thing is to credit these people with absolute obedience because the moment they heard that the lord has need of your coat they let it go they let it go and I, every time i use this scripture in my meditation and and home in some messages 
I always try to cast it in a modern setting. Okay, because this, these are the uh, popular means of transport. Consider a man that has bought himself a brand new car. Doesn't even matter the make, you know. And he hadn't even used it, he has just been delivered. And then comes someone fiddling with the keys and mission. And he's like, uh oh, what are you doing? Are you the owner? And say, yes. Oh, the Lord has need of it. Okay, the Lord has need of it. Wow. The Lordship of Jesus was enough. Once they hear is the Lord, their obedience was total. That's why a lot of people, when they, when they think about this, they're like, hmm, please, 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 you know, don't, don't just come and say the Lord has need of it and be cutting people's things away. <laughs> so no, the whole idea is, it's not the person demanding that made the decision. It is the person that is given. So if they say the Lord has need of it and you are not convinced the Lord has need of it, then you don't have to respond. But these people, when they heard the Lord has need of it, they let it go. You know, somebody may have said, well, perhaps they had an arrangement where, where they will return it because the place is not far from uh, uh, Jerusalem. So when Jesus dismounted, um, some of his uh, followers then returned to the donkeys to the owner. We don't know those details, but it's possible that is what happened. But the fact that they were willing to let them go, you know, is, is what is indicative of their loyalty and obedience. You know, so, so it, is, it is something that uh, you and I should meditate on, the lordship of Jesus in the life of a man. And so uh, resolve our obedience, you know, in a very simple way we can understand, Lord, if this is what you want, then this is what we will do. Simple. If this is what you want, then that's what you're going to do. And the power of this prayer is that you have not defined it in their context. In other words, you haven't said, well, if this is what you want to do in this area, okay, then this is what we're going to do. No. No. It's an obedience that is predicated on the fact that the love he has for you and I is so profound that if you want something, then you should get it. That's why the Apostle Paul could write in 2 Corinthians 5.14, he said, for the love of Christ compels us. We didn't have a choice. So we accept him as Lord not because he's sitting on top of us with a, a sword to compel us. No, but because we, so, we are so deeply touched by the power of his love, by the sacrifice, his self-sacrificing love. That's why we respond that way. And that's why it is non-exchangeable. Non Loyalty to God and his Christ is non-exchangeable. Everybody has to develop their own. Everybody has to develop their own. And like I always tell you, you know, a lot of people are hindered in this because when they think about the beneficiaries of their obedience, they're reluctant. 
you know, if I forgive now, that means so and so you will do this, so and so. I said, no, they're not worried about the beneficiaries of the obedience. All they're interested in is the manifestation of their loyalty and obedience to their master. Anyone he likes can make benefit from it. And so, and so you and I, you know, because a lot of times people are criticizing um, uh, the Jews that um, they sang Hosanna one day, they sang crucify him the next day. I don't think it will be the same crowd though. I don't think it will be the same crowd. Because this crowd of loyalists are not likely to respond to Caiaphas and Annas, you know, in their, in their uh, crowd uh, manipulation, you know. But be that as it may, there is still the challenge for you and I to receive the Lordship of Christ as a gospel that controls our lives. And so we are only moved by what he wants. And uh, no matter how reluctant we are, no matter how incensed we are with beneficence of our obedience, it does not limit our obedience to him. It does not limit our obedience. Now, popularity is growing. And of course, so is opposition. Did you hear that statement? You people are doing nothing and everybody is going after him. Now, this is, this is the spirit of jealousy because they are looking at it in the context of we will soon be yesterday's men if we don't, if we don't move to stop this man. We will soon be yesterday's men, leaders of a forgotten religion. And so they rose up to fight. And that is the same thing we say today, that if you think that you are being eclipsed, there is no need to fight the man that is eclipsing you. No, go to God you know, and say, what's going on? You know, so you don't kill people for God. No. Um, 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 the father, what is that his name? The father of Gideon. He, he, he put out a very powerful logic that will be very relevant today. When they said, bring Gideon, he, he threw down Baal, you know, bring him, let us kill him. Joas came and said, what is the meaning of that? If Baal is a god, he should kill Gideon himself. Which <laughs> is what you're telling people. Why do you want to kill people on behalf of your god? No. If your god is real, let, he can kill them himself. So all these, uh, that's how you know that all these uh, religious conflicts they're not, they're not about God most of the time. They're all, all about human ambition, you know, influence, power. This is really what it's all about. You know, it's nothing, it has not, most of it has nothing to do with God. It's uh, humanity and all their naked ambitions. And so, and so you and I must, must embrace uh, the Lordship of Christ, be loyal to him, and, and, and uh, use the enormous spiritual power and authority available to his followers to, to preempt 
wickedness and evil in the world. You know, one of the things that you and I, of course, recognize is that we always play catch up to events because we're never sensitive enough to pick up the events before they begin. We rally to contain them after they have begun. But you know that if since things um, uh, in, in the spiritual predate things in the natural, that's when if you if you and I are sensitive enough will prevent many things. And this is really the power of these prayers. You know, the power of these prayers. Because nothing appears to be happening in the natural. And you are putting laws and decrees to control nations. And gradually, and gradually, you know, things are changing. So many ambitions. They're they, they wondering why, why, why are our plans not working? Yeah, because you're putting decrease in the spiritual. You find, finally, you and I have come to understand that you have to control the spiritual to control the natural. And this is why the tragedy of the priest's preoccupation with uh, mercantilism is hurting the church badly. Because the, the focus has shifted to self. Instead of what our Lord Jesus Christ taught, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So let us go back and reorder things in our lives and make Jesus Christ the Lord, not only in thought, but in word and in deed. Let him be Lord, controlling and governing our lives. And we do everything the way he wants, the way he asks. So you see, it's because people don't understand loyalty that they think that how could he just walk over to somebody and say, the Lord has need of it, and then they'll give it up. I say, yeah, because you don't, you don't understand that type of life. But those who understand it have no issues with it. Because they, they're like, if the Lord has need of it, then let the Lord have it. There's a witness in their heart that this is what God wants. Then let, that's what God is going to have from me. So let us, let us fine tune let us fine-tune our spiritual work with God. Because all, those, all these are the things that matter to him. Seriously, these are the things that matter to him. It's not, you see, some people think that uh, if, God, if God gives me uh, and asks me to give you 100 naira, okay, that what blesses me is the 100 naira. I say, no, that 100 naira is not what is blessing me. What is blessing me is the obedience. That's what is blessing me. It's not in the amount. It is the obedience. The Lord, this is what the Lord wants from me. This is what the Lord is going to get. And when we do that, heaven will begin to respond to us, you know, in a, in a deeper and greater dimension than we have known hitherto. That's why there's no magic to Christianity. Get it right, it works. Amen. Amen.